This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 467, Comic Reviews for Releases from the week of Wednesday, April the 5th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 467. It's the Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, April the 5th. Although, yes, we're recording this 10 days after those comics were released, so it's a little bit late. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Um, so every week we take a look at some of the selected uh, titles that came out the previous week, or in this case, 10 days ago. Um, and, and looking at that, that kind of list, uh, the books we won't be talking about include, uh, or at least I want to highlight things that did come out that I didn't get a chance to read yet, and those include issues of Aquaman. Man, Cyborg, Deathstroke, Fallen Rise of Captain Adam, although I have been enjoying that series quite a lot, uh, Flintstones, Green Lanterns, Green Arrow, uh, Justice League, Nightwing, which I'm really enjoying, uh, Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, Uncle Scrooge, uh, there's the We Stand on Guard trade paperback, which unfortunately is, I think, missing eight pages from the deluxe hardcover, which is a little unfortunate. Uh, I was like, oh, it's coming out in trade, I bought the original singles, I'll buy that, and then I didn't realize it didn't come with the very, you know, sparse extra content that the uh, hardcover had, but uh, you got to be careful when you're ordering things. You look at page counts and compare them, and if you don't, you will might be disappointed. Uh, new issues of America, Avengers, Bullseye, uh, Champions, Hawkeye, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Royals, which is a big launch, actually, uh, Slapstick, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, Deadpool, Star Wars, and the Star Wars Rogue One adaptation, number one of six, as well as the Spider-Man, Home- Spider-Man Homecoming prelude, number two of two. So, with that being said, then, what did I get a chance to read? Well, that's a good question. I got the chance to read the uh, launch of a new kind of story and direction for All New Wolverine. This is issue number 19. Uh, I've been a fan of this series since it began. Um, I was never a huge Laura Kinney fan, yet this title has been really engaging since the beginning. Uh, now we have Tom Taylor welcoming Leonard Kirk aboard um, to kind of do something different. Um, this issue felt it definitely felt like a, a very different... Uh, direction. You have Laura wearing kind of her X-Force-ish costume. Um, her and... Um, oh my god. Was it Gabby? Why am I... I cannot remember her sister's name. Doing their thing, and then they kind of uh, getting approached by S.H.I.E.L.D. to assist him with uh, an alien uh, who has some sort of connection to Laura that we don't yet know. Um, so far, I'm, I'm in. Uh, I thought this was an engaging start to the, uh, to the new direction. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I thought it was fairly strong. Um, good art. Uh, maybe it wasn't the best book I've read, but it was definitely a solid book and enjoyable. So 7.5 out of 10. Next up is Batman. This is the end of, I guess what, I Am Bane, I believe. Um, which in some ways felt a little dra- dragged on. Uh, it's by t- uh, Tom King and artwork by David Finch. This is part 5. Um, I did like it, although I thought the ending just felt like a little overly quick like you have this interesting concept of if if you haven't read the last like 19 issues this issue kind of makes it okay uh because batman kind of really rehashes everything we've seen in this series more or less uh as you have this fight between batman and bane and it just felt like batman was definitely taking a lot more abuse than than Bane was, and yet then it gets ended relatively quickly by a headbutt to the face. Um, which, that kind of bugged me, but otherwise, I did think it was strong. Um, great artwork, and a, kind of an interesting way of kind of at, um, everything that Batman was going through, kind of framing it as a conversation with his mother. Um, which is kind of interesting. Um, interesting to see where they go with, with the button, uh, which is the next 
chapter that we'll get after this. So now that we're done with uh, I Am Bane and done with uh, kind of the the first 20 issues, we're really like, you know, a, a story unspooling another story, unspooling another story. I mean, you have the first arc with, you know, um, Gotham and Gotham Girl, and you have... Uh, Psycho Pirate, and that leads into the next storyline where they have to get Psycho Pirate, which then leads into the next story where Bane comes to calling. Uh, I think there's something else in the middle, I guess, the Rise of the Monster Men, but generally speaking, that's the structure. Um, so now that it's over, it's interesting to see where Tom King's going to go from here. But I did enjoy this, even though I thought the ending was felt a little too quick, uh, but I would give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is Captain America, Steve Rogers. This is issue number 15. This remains a, a very enjoyable and engaging book. Um, as we're getting closer and closer to understanding, like kind of the, the totality of the how the um, changed backstory works, uh, this takes place after Uncanny Avengers number twenty-two. Um, you definitely need to read that first because otherwise, this this misses a beat. Um, it's written by Nick Spencer, artwork by Javier Pina and Andres Guinaldo. Um, it's really enjoyable. Um, you know, here, the Red Skull has been taken out. His mind, you know, the the uh, Xavier's uh, mental powers in his brain has been removed from him. But uh, Red Skull has now been uh, rescued by Sin. And then we get a flashback to kind of this uh, first meeting in this new kind of retcon reality where uh, Red Skull and Captain America actually meet, which is very interesting. Um, and then in the modern day, we have a great kind of throwdown. Um, not throw down, but we basically have Cap kind of asserting himself that, you know, he, he there's a different Hydra, and this is the one he believes in. And um, it, the only thing that makes me curious is, like, just how much does... does Because um, here, it basically is the idea that Cap is being confronted with the idea that what he remembers is not necessarily his true history. Uh, Red Skull definitely taunts him with it and says, you know, every memory you have, every belief you think you hold, I imagined it up. Uh, it's all fantasy. Um, which is interesting. And then we have, you know, him getting chucked out a window and dying. Now, a question about this, and it's one of those things that it's, it's only in comics. This isn't the original Red Skull. Like, this isn't... I can't remember now, because I feel like we had a Red Skull... And then he died at some point, like because we had the one that was around during uh, Cap America Reborn, and I, I can't remember, but I feel like that Cap that Red Skull was gone. And then we had in Uncanny Avengers uh, by Remender, we had this kind of different version of him, which was more of a classic kind of version and not the original, or not the one that we had for years. Uh, and then we just kind of went from there. I, I can't even remember if that's true or not. This is how convoluted con- continuity can be. Uh, so I'm, I'm wondering, like, is there still another Red Skull out there? Are there two Red Skulls that are dead now? Like, I'm not even sure. But uh, that was definitely interesting. The only thing that didn't work for me here was Sin, Sin's um, interpretation of, you know, after he's dead, uh, this Red Skull is dead, her being like, was it quick? It was. A pity. Like, that, that doesn't feel like her. That doesn't feel like something that she would say. Um, I'm excited to see where we go next issue to see the origins of how the Cosmic Cube kind of dovetails with the Cap's uh, reckoned origins. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're almost at Secret Empire, so, I mean, there's not much left uh, before we really get to it. Um, 
yeah, no, I enjoyed this. I thought it was it was a good issue. It definitely uh, had a so- had some solid beats and the juxtaposition of the original uh, way in which Cap and Red Skull met, at least in this new retcon reality, versus their last kind of meeting. Uh, very interesting. I'm going to give it an eight. I thought it was very solid and enjoyable, and it continues to be a great book. And I still think that they should take all the um, flashback moments and put them in their own kind of book with just the flashbacks because it'd be one hell of an origin story. Uh, next up is Nova. This is Nova number five by Jeff Loveness and Ramon Perez. Ramon Perez on art as well. Um, I like the visual tone that Perez brings to the series. Uh, I like the way that the Cantorverse creatures kind of look. I like Nova feeling betrayed by Richard and trying to fight him. Um, hoping we get some answers at some point. Um, and the idea of world mind here, like... I'm excited to see where it could go, but I'm just not sure if it's going to be able to stick a landing. Um, but it definitely asks some interesting questions and, you know, does tell a good story. So I'm going to give it a 7. Uh, next up is Uncanny Avengers. This is issue number 22. Now, this is um, finally... It, it's one of those things where the title of the story is only because of the current zeitgeist of where we are. It's called Rogue One, but Rogue as in she won, as in lost. Uh, it's been written by Jerry Dugan, artwork by Pepe, Pepe Larraz, who I thought did a really solid work. Um, the only thing is, I almost thought there'd be a little bit more tension. Or, like, last issue, you have Rogue showing up and being like, I need you to do surgery on Red Skull and get out Xavier's brain. And we don't really get to see there being a sense of tension from that. Instead, it's just kind of done. Um, it's already over. They've already recovered the telepathic part of his brain. I do like that Cap and Shigalu are like, well, we'll, we'll take the brain from here. This is national security. And the fact that um, Rogue's just like, nope, take care. Like, I'm, there's no way. And then uh, she gives, you know, throws basically in the air to a human torch when they're in the air together. And he incinerates the brain. Um, and that was kind of an interesting moment, especially where they have the kind of Rogue just kind of hovering above the city um, in, refl- in reflection was kind of very interesting. I also liked um, that Red Skull is pissed off that, you know, he thinks that uh, Cap kind of betrayed him and, and allowed them to do the surgery that removed that, that part of the brain. And then the last bit is just kind of a, a very extended moment of these two characters, of all the uh, Avengers kind of being together, and then a weird moment with Rogue and Deadpool, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, and uh, which I, I don't even know if I bought, because it's just weird to see them kind of together like this. And by together i mean uh rogue and uh deadpool making out which is kind of weird and then wonder man shows up and i'm excited to see him showing up and how they're going to kind of close off the series um i thought it was a good series because they delivered on its promise like the whole point i mean you had the the team initially got together but really rogue was there to she was dying of mpox obviously and that was a concern but her big reason for being there was to find the red skull and recover uh xavier's brain that's what she was there for and she achieved that and i kind of like that usually these days i mean you have books starting and stopping starting and stopping but they don't necessarily reach a true ending uh that feels earned for the characters and that's where we got here and i like that maybe we're going to address and finally be done with the wonder man the wonder man thing because that's the story of beat that kind of needs to be resolved as well um so i'm going to give that an eight out of ten because again i thought it was good i like pepper larise's artwork um is able to have this you know style that's similar at times to uh what stegman was doing on uncanny avengers way back and last but not least we have x-men gold 
which is, obviously there's been a lot of controversy about uh, Artie and CF. I'm not going to talk about it, um, but obviously there's been a lot of uh, controversy. And now only issues two and three will be by CF, and then they'll have um, other artists afterwards. And uh, CF has been basically fired from Marvel, will not ever probably be working for Marvel again. Uh, Guggenheim wrote this, and uh, I I did like that. You know, you have the X Men being superheroes, which was obviously familiar to what Whedon's approach was, which is let's make them superheroes, let's make the world trust them, uh, and not be so scared of them. Uh, you have you know the X Men in Central Park playing um, uh, what's it called uh, baseball and etc. Now the idea that you know they're going to have to buy the land or rent the land. It's kind of an interesting one. I don't even know why they had to put the school in Central Park to begin with, but at least they're not just letting it sit there. They are going to try and deal with that, which I kind of liked. I really don't like, um, uh, what's her name, um, Prestige, Ugh, Rachel Summers. I hate the name, hate the costume. I don't think it's going to last. Um, just the costume doesn't make a lot of sense. I just don't like it. Um Excited to see more from X-Men Gold. Uh, seeing the, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is kind of cool. Because uh, I think we're going to get a Brotherhood in, uh, in X-Men Blue 2. I could be wrong. So it's definitely interesting, and I'm excited to see uh, who these characters are. Because obviously they look similar to old characters, but they probably aren't. So what is going on here? I do like the uh, the recap of where Kitty Pride has been and gone. Well, where the X-Men have gone, but especially Kitty Pride in relation with that. Um, I like that they spent time doing that. Uh, I'm excited to see what X-Men Gold 2 brings us. I'm also excited what X-Men Blue gives us. Um, I'm going to give this an 8. I, it's too bad that CF uh, has obviously done something pretty egregious, uh, which has led to them kind of removing him from the title uh, because he has good art. And it's unfortunate that you know he did something that he shouldn't have done. And um, now it, you know it's... It's pretty much ended his his comic book career. I mean, I can't imagine any of the major publishers working with him anymore based on what he'd done. Uh, there's always going to be that stink of it following him. And so that's unfortunate. And just he had good art. He was a good artist. And it's unfortunate that we won't be able to see his art anymore because he actually does have good art. And like he was really good on um, Batgirl by uh, Gil Simone. So and I, I'm, I'm bummed that we're not going to be able to enjoy his art anymore. But obviously, I mean, he's the architect of his own demise here, so there's not much we can feel bad for. I mean, he did something he shouldn't have done, and now he's going to pay for it. Um, taking a look at comics that I'll be talking about on next week's episode, um, or next week's review episode, I should say, which hopefully would is going to be out in like two or three days because we just kind of got bunched up here. Um, we've got new, new issues of Action Comics, uh, there's the Batman Nightfall Omnibus Volume 1 came out. That's exciting. Uh, Batman Legacy Trade Paperback Volume 1. Uh, new issues of Detective Comics. Uh, Flash, which is, I guess, the first issue before the button comes out. Uh, How Jordan is in the Green Lantern Corps. Justice League of America. New Superman. Uh, Suicide Squad. Superpower. Supergirl. Titans. Wonder Woman. Uh, unfortunately, Greg, pa- uh, Greg Rucka is going to be leaving Wonder Woman, which is a shame just because he's been so good on it. Uh, from IDW, Duck Avenger, uh, Mickey Mouse, Dark Minds of Phantom Metal, trade paperback, uh, new issues of Ragnarok, Rom, uh, the TMNT ongoing trade paperback volume 16, Chasing Phantoms. Uh, let's see, over at Image, we have new issues of Rose, well, Rose number one, I should say, not even a new issue, just Rose number one. Uh, we got uh, a new issue of Spawn as well. And then over at Marvel, we have Amazing Spider-Man 26, the Clone Conspiracy hardcover, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows number six, 
Uh, we've got Avengers The Complete Celestial Madonna Saga, which has, I believe, some 2000s material, which is the only thing that kind of makes me interested in it, because if you, I have the original Celestial Madonna trade paperback, and I know that when they eventually do the epics, they'll have it there anyway, but they won't have the, the kind of the, the either 90s or 2000s stuff in there. That'll probably be impossible to get out otherwise, because all these other collections are not chronological, and this is more thematic, and it's... So it kind of makes me think about it anyway. Uh, Black Panther Crew number one. Uh, Black Panther Trade Paperback Book three. Nations Under Our Feet. Uh, we got Cap America Sam Wilson 21. Uh, Cap America Steve Rogers Trade Paperback Volume 2. Trial of Maria Hill. Uh, we have the launch of Deadpool vs. Punisher. That'll probably sell very well. Uh, we got the Marvel Masterworks Cap America Hardcover Volume 9. Uh, new issue of Mosaic. Old Man Logan. Power Man and Iron Fist. I think I heard it was the last issue where it's about to end. Um, new issue of, let's see, uh, Silver Surfer, Spider-Man 2099, Dr. Aphra, Unstoppable Wasp, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Weapon X launches with issue number one, and the launch of X-Men Blue, uh, amongst, obviously, many other things as well. So, a pretty good week, so um, you have to stay tuned for an upcoming episode, episode, I guess, 469, to uh, hear me talk about the comics that came out uh, on the 12th of April. I hope everyone is having a good Easter weekend. Our next episode, coming out literally in like two or three hours, uh, will be our conversation with Adam Glass. Uh, Next week, on the 21st, will be our conversation with Eric Larson, and on the 28th, we'll have a conversation with um, Jose Villarubia. Uh, amazing colorist uh, those episodes are actually both going to be coming up while I'm out of the country um, so I hope you guys enjoy those while I'm gone and then uh, new content I mean I'll, I'll have a reviews episode coming out uh, still on the 24th or 25th I'll probably just be talking about one or two comics and those will be the releases from uh, April 19th um, and then when we're back in May we'll have new episodes uh, we have a, a spotlight on Gardens of the Galaxy coming out on the 5th uh, I believe on the 12th of May we're going to have um, either a conversation with uh, Alex Saviak um, or we're going to have a conversation with Graham Nolan and Chuck Dixon. Uh, I am doing both those episodes. I'm just not sure which one's going to be uh, airing at that point. Uh, the 19th of May is going to be Arlen Schumer joining the show. He's a famed historian of comics. Um, and then moving on from there... Yeah, we have so much content, it's easy to forget what's coming out. But uh, there's good stuff, just trust me. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.